What's up, guys? My name is Gabe, and I'm one of the pastors here at Harvest today. We're going to be in the book of James, chapter 2, verses 14 through 26. You know, here in our text, James shows us that God tests faith by good works. He even argued that a living faith will produce living works of faith. So let me ask you guys this. How do you demonstrate your faith? Are you expressive with it, or do you keep it to yourself? I mean, do people know that you're saved? You know, James was critical of the man who claimed to have faith but had no works to prove his claim. You know, for all you Bible students out there, does this letter from James contradict Paul's writings? You know, Paul states that Abraham was not justified by works, but by faith. And we will find in our text that James says Abraham was justified by works and not faith only. Are the two at odds? No, the two great apostles are talking about opposite sides of salvation. Paul says works of the law cannot bring salvation. And James is saying salvation is never absent of works. Remember, James and Ephesians have been labeled as the handbooks of the Christian faith. So let's eliminate that from our minds and and, uh, the alleged conflict. It's just not there. Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him as righteousness. This is conversion. Abraham's faith was at work after conversion when he offered up Isaac. Consider this. What if Abraham said he believed God and then refused to offer up Isaac? What would you say of this faith? Was it real? Did it justify him? 2 Corinthians 13.5 says, Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you are disqualified. Guys, this is our mission, examining faith to see if we're keeping it real. Not intellectual or emotional, but actual. And James will test us today. You know, we are going to find three kinds of faith in our text, and they can be summarized as this, intellectual faith, emotional faith, and actual faith. I actually like Warren Wiersbe's three types of faith better. His are dead faith, demonic faith, and dynamic faith. So let's read together James chapter 2, verses 14 through 26. Verse 14, what does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Verse 17, thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Verse 19, you believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Verse 22, do you see that faith was working together with his works? And by works, faith was made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. Verse 24, You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. Likewise, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way? For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Guys, our first point is intellectual faith or dead faith. You see, people with intellectual faith or dead faith will substitute words for deeds. You know, the ones who know how to speak Christianese or or they have eloquent prayers, or they can quote the right Bible verses, but their walk doesn't measure up to their talk. They think their words are as good as their works, and that's simply wrong. It's not right. Intellectual faith is awareness without action. Matthew seven twenty one says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. 
Jesus clearly identifies the possibility of a person having knowledge that he is Lord, yet still lack the doing of the will of God, and they will not enter the kingdom of heaven. James in verse 14 questions the validity based on the lack of visibility of this kind of faith, that of the mind that never reaches the hands and feet. Remember, James tells us three different times in this study that faith without works is dead. Our second point is emotional faith or demonic faith. The man with a dead faith is touched only in his intellect, but the demons are touched also in their emotions. They believe and tremble. Guys, the devil and his fallen angels believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. They believe that Jesus died for the sins of the world, and they believe that he is coming again soon. Remember, Revelation 12, 11 says, the devil knows he has but a short time. So unlike the false faith of intellectual faith, this group may even be more like the demons in that they shudder or tremble. What they know of God brings about in them a reaction and is trembling. This emotional group also knows that Jesus is Lord, but they also are lacking a certain element even though there are works in their lives. They may be believing, but no more than those demons. Jesus also addressed this group in Matthew, Matthew chapter 7, verse 22 and 23. He says, Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? Verse 23 And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. So here we have another group that calls him Lord. Intellectual faith and the power of his name even stirred them into action. This is emotional faith. And Jesus says to them, depart from me. I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. Just like the believing demonic realm who do not have the doubts about the deity of Christ many have today. Don't get me wrong. I'm a pretty emotional person. I absolutely love a worship experience. And there are emotions that are very real and exciting and knowing that you've been forgiven. You've probably been asked this, I have, how a person could sit next to them in church and lift their hands and praise the Lord and months later fall completely away into sin. You know, the answer is the same way that the crowd can yell Hosanna one week and the same crowd can shout crucify him the next. You know, unsafe people can experience the emotions of God's presence when people of real faith are worshiping him. Just look at the life of Jesus when he walked this earth, crowds pressing in around him. It was very exciting. Some even followed him because the emotions birthed out of what he did and who he was stirred them up. They believed. Guys, we live in an age where many are happy to be labeled as a person of faith as long as it does something for them. But as soon as someone asks them for something like repentance or denying self, they cry out against him. Mark chapter 8, verse 34 and 35 says, When he had called the people to himself with his disciples also. He said to them, whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. Listen, guys, I do not believe that the church should be boring. I believe being a Christian is very exciting and I get very emotional about it. But my intellect says Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. My emotions respond with excitement at knowing him and being around his people. But my life, guys, I want it to be an expression of my love for Jesus. This is what James is asking us here. Real faith is is not just the emotion of being around God's people and places, but rather than an expression in our, our lives of his truth. Believing he is God, that's good, unless it ends there, for even the demons do that. And our final point is this. It's an actual faith or dynamic faith. I love the choices the Holy Spirit leads James to use as expressions of actual faith, a patriarch and a prostitute. Isn't that just like Jesus? He doesn't care 
what we were, only what we can be in him. You know, faith working together with works is illustrated here by Abraham's offering of his only son and Rahab's hiding the spies as they came into the promised land to survey Jericho. But again, James says that faith is visible. Hebrews 11, 1 and 2 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good testimony. You guys hear the the story of the tightrope walker? Well, there's a tightrope walker over Niagara Falls and the crowd gathers. He says, Who believes that I can walk across the tightrope to the other side of the falls? The crowd cheers. Then he says, Who believes that I can walk across the tightrope to the other side over the falls, pushing a wheelbarrow? The crowd cheers again. And then the man cries out, Who will get in the barrel and go with me? Crickets. <laughs> this illustrates intellectual faith in that the evidence was clear. The cable was there, the man was there, the wheelbarrow was there. It also demonstrates emotional faith for all cheered for what the man said he could do. But when it came time to act on what intellect and emotion thought and felt, there was no actual faith. Honoring includes obedience and self-denial. It also includes the intellect and the emotions. In other words, actual faith leaves no area of life untouched. It seems as though faith has been redefined in our day as the power to bring about positive life experience that God owes you because you're his child. Abraham put the only son he would ever have at the altar because he believed God. Rahab put her life in peril because of what she had heard about the God of the Israelites. Abraham believed God and Rahab believed God and what they believed caused them to obey no matter what the Lord would ask of them. Guys, this is actual faith. This is dynamic faith. And even ask us to endure things that shows others that God is faithful through all things. And these things become our testimony as they did for Abraham and Rahab. To those of actual faith, it is the testimony that dictates all their life. Real faith, actual faith, is not working for our salvation, but working for the salvation of others. Whether it could be through meeting the practical needs of others or being a living witness that others may see. Actual faith is alive and at work in God's kingdom, even when what he asks may cost us in terms of things of this world. An intellectual faith, an emotional faith, an actual faith. Brothers, this world is not our home. We are just passing through. Let's have an actual faith. And guys, let's be dynamic. God bless you guys.